Hey guys, before we start this episode, we want to just kind of take a small moment. Um, we actually pre-record our episodes. Um, so this episode was actually recorded, what, maybe a week or so ago. Um, and so uh, we wanted to jump on real quick because uh, we had a development that happened and we want to make sure we talk to it before this episode starts. Absolutely. Our hearts and our prayers are with Jerika and her husband, Terrence, as we were just informed that her father has passed away and she was able to share um, some memories and share some information with us about her father and um, his influence on her life during our episode. Um, so we just wanted to make sure that we sent this disclaimer out and that we said this prior to you listening. So thank you guys for tuning in today and just continue to keep their family in your prayers. Absolutely. We're going to send all of our love and our wishes out to the entire family. Um, you guys sit back and relax and um, get ready for this episode because you're going to hear some great things about both these two wonderful entrepreneurs. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay, Aisha, we are back for another episode of RDU Black. How are you doing yes, today? we are. I'm great. The weather is getting warmer here in Durham. I've been, I spent some time outside today. I went for a run yesterday. Like, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? This weather is disrespectful. I'm just going to make sure everyone up here understands that, how disrespectful this weather is. For anybody who has allergies, I know you feel my pain. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's North Carolina for you. Problems everywhere. Like, we got the cars washed today, actually. And I, I just know, like, when I go back outside in probably like two hours, it's going to have that green hue all over the car again. I already oh, know. Trust me. And right now I'm traveling. So it's, 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 it's not the best thing because different states have different level of pollen. And different, I'm going to just say it, strands of pollen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just disrespectful in all, all the states I've been to. But um, I'm, I'm, I am glad to kind of get out of the house. Yes. Um, and, Be outside uh, with it. Okay, uh, we are now fully vaccinated, so we're going to travel just a little bit, but still be safe or whatever have you. Because I remember the, um, when we first um, got shut down, really the only other places that started to reopen were places like either restaurants and then malls, which was kind of weird for me because I'm like, you would think those would be the places where they need to stay shut down the longest, but they kind of were ones that opened up first. So it was like, um, but they had all these different restrictions that you had to kind of go through, especially like, um, uh, and they kind of, still are depending on which mall you're going into or which restaurant you're going into they have a certain capacity or whatever have you so um i've i have traveled to the mall a couple of times especially when um those new jordans came out uh the past couple of months ago and i surely went to the mall and stood in that line <laughs> i think the mall was one of the last places that i went to um just you know during the whole pandemic like i didn't really want to go into the mall just because I I wasn't sure, you know, how serious it, 
the malls would be taking it and if they'd be like cleaning and sanitizing as they should. And then I'm just thinking, well, it's the mall, right? So the floodgates are usually open. If you're here in the RDU area, you know, you know, South Point Mall and Crabtree are probably like two really popular malls everyone goes to. So I was like, mm, I'm a little worried. And I was just really fine with online shopping. Um, <laughs> So once things started to ease up a little bit, I will say that I, I did finally go to the mall um, and I went to South Point and it was great. You know, they they really practice social distancing in the food court the most mm -hmm. I saw. Um, and I didn't actually eat just because I was still a little worried there. But just for shopping, like I went, had a great experience. Like, you know, so I feel like the malls are they're open. They're they're pretty safe. There's lots of space inside. Just and then they were keeping track of how many people could go in each store, as well. Yeah, I and I actually have never been a big fan of the mall. Um, as a child, um, I hated going to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> but there were, it, in a small town, there was two things as a child that you, that you could do. You either go mm -hmm. no three. I'm sorry, three. You either can go to the mall. Skating rink on the weekends was yes. lit. Yes, yes. And for some reason, if you're from the 252, you can feel me. Walmart. <laughs> Just the parking lot of Walmart was like the club for the young people. Because back in the 90s, we didn't have the, the police really harassing and all of like that. No, it was you would be in the in the parking lot forever. So you had those three mm -hmm. things. You had Walmart, you had the skating rink, which was literally lit. It was. <laughs> and then you had going to the mall. Oh, yeah. Not that to, was the only thing to do. No, no nothing. You, you're not buying anything. Mm -mm. Uh, you're oh, just no. there. You, you're now, I would ask like you know ten dollars if i could so i can get some leg <laughs> get some chinese food like i wanted something to eat but for the most part like definitely wasn't shopping we was just like at the mall we'd walk around all day and then eat in the food court and then walk around some more like we was doing absolutely nothing but just hanging out at the mall Whew. i mean i i don't really see myself really hanging out at the mall because there's not really that many things for me, because I, I like to window shop, but after a while, I, I got to go to the mall for a purpose. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm going there because I, I got, I know I'm getting this shoe or I'm looking for mm -hmm. this style of shirt or I'm looking for this specific thing. And so for me, it's got to be very specific of why I'm going there. That's called aging, Debeshi. <laughs> <laughs> it's called aging. So you, you just called me old. Okay. No, I'm just going to put that out way. there. I'm the same way. I really don't Fine. like to go to the that much. I, I really don't. I mean, and when I am there, it's like I kind of want to find like a quiet store immediately. It's the same thing. Like going to Walmart is so overwhelming for me. But if I go to Target, oh, I'm like, oh, this is peaceful. I might have a Starbucks. I might have a frappe. <laughs> walk around and pick up a few things and smell some candles. Like, so I'm the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> I, but I love the specialty stores. I found this one store, and it's not, I don't even think it's in um, Crabtree anymore, but it was like a store full of board games. Because I told myself I was going to start collecting uh, Monopoly boards of oh. just all kinds of Monopoly mm -hmm. boards. Um, because that's that was one of my favorite, and it still is one of my favorite games to play. Some people hate it because it takes forever in the day. But I have played <laughs> I have played a whole game from beginning to end of Monopoly in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. 
when That's I was awesome. in when I was in college, um, <laughs> I was an RA in Latham um, at North Carolina Central University. You could probably apply. And we would literally play Monopoly like it was spades. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> roll, move, roll, move, roll, move. You miss your roll, get up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Like, so it's, but this specialty store that I found, it had like so many of like the classic games. And then I found a, a Monopoly um, board of probably one of the original ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and for what I was told, it was discontinued. They were like mm-hmm. saying it was discontinued for like five or six years. And last year, it was like sold for like $200 because it was like, no one could find them anywhere and they had just restocked and um, um put them back out and i got mine for like 30 dollars. but i'm like i'm just gonna hold on to that board because mm-hmm. it's gonna go it's gonna it's just it's gonna turn around for me so yeah i like those specialty stores yeah because some because sometimes those those special those specialty stores like the little boutiques and mm-hmm. stuff like that, where you can't really find those type of clothes anywhere else except for that one type of store. Exactly. So with that being said, if you are interested in finding some type of a store that has specialty items in particular, maybe even specialty items created by black founders, black creatives, um, it, or if you were looking for a place to hang out, you know, you kind of don't really like walking around the mall that much and you want to just kind of connect with some people. You want to find a place to meet up with friends besides the food court because loud and it's noisy. Um, we actually have two people coming up on the podcast episode uh, who have something that you might be interested in. So, yeah, guys, stay tuned because uh, these two, this husband and wife team, they both have um, stores in the Crabtree Valley Mall area that um, will really cater to our listeners, our people. um, And you'll be able to get some um, specialty items curated for the black experience. So stay tuned. We're going to take a small little break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is the Bayship RDU Black Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on the handle at RDU Black Podcast. That's R-D-U-B-L-K Podcast. We post regularly, so make sure you stay connected. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of RDU Black. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Absolutely. Um, so today we um, have um, our second couple. Yes, we're on a roll. We are. So couples out there, come on. We know y'all, y'all some serial entrepreneurs out there. You know, you, you're making it really happen for your whole family. It's a whole family business. Everybody working. Everybody got a job. Right. That's right. All right. So uh, Aisha, you want to um, cue them up? Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, please help us welcome Jerika Bunch, affectionately known as Rika B., She is a wife, mother, coach, entrepreneur, and friend. She is also a mom enthusiast, which is very befitting as she fulfills her purpose and passion for inspiring and motivating mothers to break society's just a mom standard. Mom Redefined is the ultimate empowerment and networking group to build, encourage, and cultivate moms to chase their dreams as hard as they chase their kids. 
The main focus of Mom Redefined is to reignite a passion for goals and dreams that were a priority prior to giving birth. From launching businesses to obtaining degrees to traveling, moms are provided resources and motivation to dream again. After several moments of desiring a space to network with other moms in the RDU area who are balancing babies and businesses as well, she created what she wished existed and launched Mom Redefined in January 2017. From this great venture, the Lounge NC was opened in the Triangle Town Center Mall in Raleigh, North Carolina, and is now at the Crabtree Valley Mall, also in Raleigh. The Lounge NC is a one-stop shop for the mama on the grind. Also joining us today is Rika B's husband, Terrence, owner of the stadium, a retail space located in Crabtree Valley Mall, Suite 1089. The stadium was established to provide maximum exposure for male-owned businesses as they showcase their products and services in an atmosphere that is organically woven with great conversation about personal, financial, and mental growth. Think barbershop vibes, but you can also support exclusive brands. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Rika B of The Lounge by Mom Redefined, along with her husband, Terrence J. Bunch Sr., owner of the stadium, to the RDE Black Podcast. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> How are you all? We're great. I'm loving this red lip, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, I got to throw it off. Got to throw right. it off. Right. People. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for joining us on uh, this uh, venture that we are calling RDU Black, where we are promoting Black-owned businesses in this area. And you guys' businesses um, is incredibly unique where you said, okay, we just want to actually promote black owned businesses in the area in one space. And so I want to kind of just, if you guys can just kind of tell us about who you are and just a little bit about that whole story. Well, thank you all for having us. Um, we are the owners of the stadium and the lounge. Um, both of our concepts are pretty similar. Um, the biggest thing is we wanted our people, our community to have the opportunity to be in a, you know, have have play, have pace, have volume um, mall, Crabtree Valley Mall, and not have to pay the high prices. So instead of paying thousands of dollars for that space, they pay a couple hundred dollars and they are allowed to maintain their full-time positions. They're also um, allowed to promote their businesses. Um, they're small for now. I'm really big on that. I say it's a small business, but it's small for now. And they have those spaces and we network and we grow those businesses and you know we have fun by doing it. So that's um, pretty much why we created our spaces. Um, like I said, we wanted to make it cost efficient um, and we want them to learn to retail things. I want any any one of the brands that are featured in either one of our stores to be able to start their own stores if they or open their own stores if they wanted to. They learn the busy times of the of the um, week and the month and you know the year, and then they're able to kind of see what which one of their items sell really well, which ones don't, and um, they learn all those things without paying all the overhead. Nice, nice. So um, we both um, well, I learned by reading your bios that you're both are alumnus of the greatest university on the planet. That being North Carolina Central University. Yes, sir. My alumni, you know, my, my like eco pride amplified. <laughs> so how, how has that HBCU experience shaped who you are as business professionals? Uh, sure. 
Uh, I would say I graduated from Central in 2009 with a degree in computer information systems. So just the dynamics of that kind of prepared me for one day. I knew I would eventually have my own business, but I didn't know it would be at this point. Um, just the training and development and the teaching that we got throughout the various courses, teaching you how to interact with people, how to you know pre present yourself professionally, just how I guess building relationships and the importance of that. All of those skills are the things that I would pick up on uh, while I was in school and use that particularly now as I uh, birthed the stadium uh, a couple of weeks ago. So Central, I would say, definitely prepared me to um, just expose myself to other people and just it gave me the background that I needed to to really push uh, this thing forward. Nice. What about you, Rika B? <laughs> I would definitely um, say all the things that Terrence said. And, you know, we support our people. If you go to HBCU, that experience is like none other. And a lot of the friends that we had in college, we also have now. So we're sh they're sharing um, our network. Well, we're sharing our um, business ventures with their network and, you know, we're mixing them together and we are making this thing really, really big because like I said, the HBCU experience and the, um, I guess really like the relationships that you form when you're there, you know, when we're young and don't know what's going on and then we're able to kind of grow with each other throughout the years. That's really been one of the things that I enjoy. There's not been any event or anything that we've had where one of our friends from Central was not in attendance. Mm, yeah, that's that important. All, all of my yep. closest friends right now, um, they we all met at college. It's like, yep. and mm -hmm. you never let those things go. It's like, of course, you you have some relationships where it's like they didn't really like work out, but like right. those core people, it's just something about when you yep. go into the ACU and you all are getting dressed for that Wednesday at the camp. <laughs> Listen, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. Yeah, and I um so for instance, I host moments and so I my brand is all for moms. Right, I love moms. I love just. Moms, that's my passion. Um, but I host Moments in Paradise or mom trips or mom vacations, rather. And so we just came back from Jamaica about a month ago, actually. I had six of my girlfriends that went to Central with me in attendance in Jamaica. Yes. And like, you know, we met each other in 05. Most of us were in Latham Hall. Half Latham. Yeah, we were in Latham Hall. <laughs> Latham ain't even a thing no more. I was an RA in Latham. No, really? Yeah, yeah. I was at Central oh, from wow. 2001 to 2005. Oh, so we okay. graduated. Well, I graduated. Well, I came in in 05, and he. No, you were there in 04, right? Uh, came in 04, yep. and I graduated in 2009. So nice. we met. We actually met at Central. We were college sweethearts, and uh, we got married in 09. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's we, exactly. We grew together. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly, that was actually my next question. I wanted to follow up on that. So speaking of like your HBCU experience, can you tell us a little bit about your HBCU love story? How you guys met? Were you having some of these like early business conversations early on? And did your, you know, passion for moms and like creating a space for them, you know, kind of tell us how that started um, after you met Terrence and you, uh, you guys got married. Did you, were you kind of thinking about this early on? On and thinking about having children, like just let us know kind of how that love story we developed about it early. And I can't let you start. <laughs> nah, I'll start. Terrence, so. uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> we met 
in a counseling class because Terrence was cheating off my paper. So <laughs> you know that's the story that she tells everyone. But because that's how the world we meet. So in the school of business, <laughs> we had, we did, because we had several classes together, and we used accounting being one. That was one of them, and we used to kind of work together. To, to get through the classes. It was never me cheating off of her paper. That's the story she tells. <laughs> um, it's fine, Terrence. We've all been there. Absolutely. Um, so we met, we started dating, I think, my junior year. I think my junior year, she was a sophomore at the time. And then I graduated in 2009. We got married that very next month after graduation. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, wow. wait. Uh, now I'm in your business a little bit. How did y'all get the money to pay for a wedding? A month I was like I broke when I left school. It's so, so oh funny. And I tell people, I'm like, yeah, we got married off a refund check. So we okay. wow. I was 21 years old when we got married. But wow. my mom was like, everyone loves parents. Oh, All right. but um, <laughs> like, whatever I need to pay, whatever I need to do, you know, y'all can do. You can get married now. I'm like, girl, I'm 21. I'm like, <laughs> but honestly, it was the best thing that I've ever done. I'm not yeah. just saying, that, but he's really oh. amazing. Well, <laughs> he's really amazing. <laughs> but to be honest, no business owning a business at that time, absolutely not. That was not on my. It, I wasn't thinking that was not on my mind at all. Um, I started Mom Redefine because we had um, fertility issues. And so after I think we tried for years, we had a miscarriage. Like we, we tried hard for a couple of years um, to conceive. And when we finally had a successful pregnancy, my life was revolving around my son. Like nothing else mattered because, you know, part of it I think is because I, we, I knew how hard we worked. I mean, we worked hard. And so I was not letting him out of my sight. He did not stay. And I'm loosening up a little bit now, but when I, and he's seven. I'm about to <laughs> so, say, how old is he now? <laughs> he's seven, but I never let him go anywhere. It was, you know, if he's not with me, he's with Terrence and, I just lost myself. Like I wasn't dressing up. Like I would wear heels all the time. Mm -mm. He's like, he's fly, but I'm like, as long as he's cute, I have on my little leggings and a t-shirt. And so one day um, it hit me because I used to always say, well, I don't go anywhere when my son isn't welcome. Like I don't go anywhere if my son can't come with me. And so one day it hit me. I'm like, this is not my life. Like I cannot believe. And I was still in my twenties. So, you know, I, yeah. No, like life is not over because I gave birth to my son. And so I realized that there were so many other moms that were probably in the same space um, mentally. And so I wanted to create a space physically where they can kind of have a moment. Um, I call them all of my events moments or moments for moms. And I created Mom Redefined. Um, I'm really big on creating what I wish existed. And so that was one of the things that I did. And so we host um, networking events and vacations that's my new thing yes. we're going to Cabo in a couple of months and I'm excited about that but yeah we we do different things for moms and give them um, proof that they can do it you know it doesn't have to end because you gave birth and a lot of us forget about all of the things that we had planned prior to giving birth once our baby arrives like everything else goes out the window and um, I wanted to kind of change that yes wow um, thank you for so sharing that as a husband and wife duo your husband and wife, you have two children, Terrence and Taylor. Um, how have you made it work 
having the, a successful business and still having a successful marriage and thus being successful parents? Honestly, I would say the support circle that we have around us, not only just family, but we just we have several friends, even our church family. They're like an extension, extended family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to kind of try to balance having the businesses being married and then uh, just relying on those that God has given us to help out with our kids. As she said early mm-hmm. on, because we worked so hard, it was kind of kind of a hurdle to get to trust people with your children. But over mm-hmm. time, you kind of realize very quickly, there's no way possible you can do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And if no. you do, some area is going to go lacking, whether it's the businesses, whether it's your marriage or whether it's yourself. As she said, not only do moms lose themselves, but dads lose themselves as well, because you you work so hard to be that provider, to be that sustainer, to make sure your family's taken care of that. A lot of times you'll put your own needs on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn early on that. OK, Terrence, it's OK to be balanced in certain areas, but you have to trust people as well and lean on the help that's there for you. So just kind of take advantage of that. Yeah, I think that's very important as far as um, and we've kind of said that in a lot of our episodes, where is that you kind of find what that find your tribe, because that tribe is really going to help um, uh, propel you, especially in those times where things can be a little bit hard, you know, because life is always going to happen. And I'm I'm, I'm glad that you guys have um, started to really build a good foundation of people that you can kind of draw from because having two whole businesses that are in a major you know one of the major malls in our area that's got to be difficult it is and i think um one of the ways that we maintain our happiness and our sanity honestly is to make sure that we know our roles and we pretty much nurture each each one of those roles so i know my role as a mom and I make time for me being a mom. I know my role as a wife and I make time for us to have dates. Like we still go on date. We went on a date last week. We still date. Like we still make sure that we um, just kind of continue to love on what's important. Um, and I now I know um, my role as a woman. And so I take care of myself. I do this thing called um, Get Your Life. <laughs> I literally call it Get Your Life Weekend. And I will go and book a hotel room. Usually I try to go to D.C. because that's my favorite city or Charlotte. Um, But sometimes even in Raleigh, I will literally book a hotel room and get my life. I will stay in that room, whether it's working, whether it's getting a massage, whether, you know, whatever it is. And when I come back, I feel like I can be the best wife and the best mom. And, you know, I can have the I have the best sales on those days. <laughs> and so I um so that's one of the things that we've done. And then, like I said, our bill, our circle. Oh, my goodness. They, you know they're small, but mighty. And we make sure that, um, you know, we love on them just like they love on us, but they, there's nothing that we lack because of our circle. Like they make sure that we are good. And so um, that's, you know, really the thing that's important. Like even now um, we're, as my father, you know, he, he has hours, maybe even days remaining. And um, Terrence, was able he today he didn't even have to worry about going into the store. Our friend covered the first part and he has an employee that covered the inner part, which is a friend as well. And yeah. um those things are important for us. Like we spent time, you know, kind of like getting those relationships to where they are now. Mm-hmm. And so now that we actually need them, it feels good to actually have a, a village that um take care of us as well as our children. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And yeah. so I think sometimes like they say, oh, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, and our parents. For us too. And so we're um, you know, like Terrence said, we're getting to the place where my, my brother lives five minutes away. I will call my brother, hey, <laughs> you want your babies, these your babies. <laughs> you know, and so we we do yeah. that. Our godparents are amazing. Um, there's nothing that Alan Savino wouldn't do for them. So um we're, we're just thankful. I'm very grateful that you took the time to explain that because there's so many entrepreneurs that listen in to the podcast that are just in this mindset that I can do it all. I'm going to have to do it all. I don't have anyone else to lean on. And so I love the fact that you are saying that and kind of stressing that like it's so important to have a community and a tribe of people that you can rely on because as a as an entrepreneur, you can't handle it all. And it's like for me, like I I love people who've been in the industry longer. Like mm-hmm. I look up to event planners that are like doing their thing and I ask them questions. I text them like, and I keep a relation. I call them occasionally just to like, Hey, how's it going? I, I call different vendors because sometimes I just need to run ideas. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just calling just to check up on them. And yeah. they do the same thing for me. And it's like, it's so helpful to know that I have other resources out there and I can rely on people. And if I need you, I can text you. You don't feel like I'm just taking advantage of you, but I could text you and you'll be there for me. Cause I took the time to establish that relationship with right. you. And that's the biggest thing you have to establish the relationship and honestly and I was sharing this with Terrence early either earlier today or yesterday you never know when you will need like if you take care of people and you do right by people when you can when you when you can't it won't feel like you know oh they're using me or you know it won't feel that way because you need to say if you you know you hang out you go to dinner beforehand it won't feel like, you know, okay, she needs she needs somebody to talk to now. So let me go over. It won't, you know, it's that's not how it is. Yep. It'll feel more authentic. Right. <laughs> definitely. And um, and the other thing to your point, you can I tell everyone you can do everything, but you can't do everything. Like yeah. I'm in a place now where I hire help. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, um, I hire help. I hire help. And that has freed me up um, you know, a lot because we the kids are in daycare now. I Listen, the beginning of March, those jokers got out of my house, okay? <laughs> um, but, and it frees us up for eight hours a day to do the things yeah. that we need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, having a business uh, that promotes other businesses is a genius idea. And when I heard about it, I was like, why didn't I think of that? Um, but it's like those aha moments that happen that like it makes the best stories. Can you kind of tell us kind of where that idea of doing this type of business model came from? I think the biggest thing. So when I um, when we started, I started the lounge um, because I used to have an event called the mom lounge. And it was a place where we could actually get together. We would um, network. We would have drinks. We would have food. Um, a lot of mompreneurs were my vendors. They would come out and they would sell their products. And so we were able to shop. We did all the things that moms and women love to do. And I told Terrence, I was like, babe, it would be so dope if we could have this every day, like just create this um, atmosphere every single day. And I actually lost my job. (laughs) This is the first time I've ever been fired from a job in life. And um, I'll never forget, I text my, matter of fact, tomorrow is my two-year anniversary of me getting fired from my job. <laughs> and um, I text right. my, <laughs> right, right. And I'm going to post it tomorrow, actually. But I um, 
I text my first lady. It was a group chat. My first lady, my pastor, and Terrence. And I said, listen, um, y'all, I'm struggling today. And long story short, my first lady came back. She said, and her name is Ashley. She said, well, you're going to be full of frustration until you decide to be full of faith. Mm-hmm. And they went on about how I was stressed because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not supposed to be there. And this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. I lost you all night. And I will show you the text messages. 10 minutes later, that lady called me in my office, in her office and fired me. I had wow. never, ever, like, Terrence was, like, it was crazy. I was like, I'm scared That's of y'all friends. Like, I don't know what type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm scared of it. And so the next day, I was kind of beating myself up. And I cried so bad because um, that day I left and I went and p- went to pick Taylor up. I had to ask where her classroom was because that job was so strict and so stressful that I didn't even know I didn't even play a role in Terrence putting Taylor in daycare. I had never I'm not that type of mom. Um but I felt like I needed that job because I'm so used to basically whether I sell one t shirt or have one event or sell a hundred people are um you know I get paid every two weeks. Yeah. So I was comfortable. I enjoyed look I made I was a recruiting manager. I made really good money. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But now um so the next day, Terrence took me to the mall to Triangle, and they had this space available. He was like, "Why don't you get it?" I'm like, "I just got fired yesterday." Like, what you mean? And when I tell y'all, they all but gave us that space. They talking. I'm moving. I don't. We didn't pay a deposit, did we? I don't think we paid a deposit. And I was like, I didn't even want to fill it with my stuff. I wasn't going to wreck my brain filling it with my stuff. I wanted to fill it with other moms and create the mom lounge event that I had before. So now when you go into the lounge and I rebranded when I moved from Triangle to Crabtree and it's just the lounge because I don't want you to feel like you have to be a mom um, to come in. But we create that thing. Like in the back, we have drinks back there. You have um, little areas where you can actually like co-working spaces, like two co-working tables, um, we have a space for events. We haven't really done many because of COVID, but we have a space for that. And we have 27 brands in our store that sell their products and services. Wow. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Terrence has a similar uh, testimony because that's what it is. He lost his job. He was laid off because of COVID. And yeah, uh, yep. Cisco laid me off. Uh, they actually offered me a severance package in November of last year. And for a couple of years now, since we opened the first store, I uh, had been asked, when are you going to do something for dads? When are you going to do something <laughs> from dads? You know, we need something like this. And my response was always, I don't know. I don't really have the time or I guess the uh, the desire to do it. But then COVID hit last year. And then I was like, you know what? Now I have an opportunity to do something that it's an obvious need because a lot of men have been approaching me about it. Let me yeah. sit down and build on the business model that we've already established with these two mm-hmm. prior stores and see if I can implement that same thing for men. And that's kind of short story of how the stadium or the vision for the stadium was born. So yeah, I actually went there. Um, was it last? No, week before? No, no, it was last week. I think it was last week because I was getting ready to go uh, on vacation. Actually, I'm still on vacation. Um, oh, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah, work don't stop. Um, but I went inside and I was like, this is amazing. Why did, again, why, why did you think? Think of this. This is like this is like perfect. I found these um because I was looking for I, I literally was going everywhere trying to find some good um sandals to wear. And you bought the sandals. Yeah, the brown, the brown. Yeah. Uh, those joints is fire. 
fire. Have you worn them yet? Oh yeah, I, I wore them. Um, I wore them while I was in um, uh, Florida. I was in Orlando for a while, so yeah, because I, I want these toes out. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, my brother was like, "I'm buying these." Now. And he tried to buy his. Matter of fact, I think he did buy them before the store even opened. <laughs> I yeah, remember I bu- to the uh, stadium when I was in Crabtree Valley Mall, but it was the grand opening that day, mm-hmm. so I couldn't even get in because you. Had, it was a long line. People yeah, were just like was, waiting, was, and I was like, "What is this?" I texted Vasha. Was like, "We got to get him on the podcast." I was like, "Oh, his wife's already going to be on the podcast next week." So <laughs> just see, I was like, "Oh, okay." I had no idea, so it was it was packed. I mean, I saw everybody in line. I looked it up on Eventbrite real quick, and it was right there, and that's how I found out about it. It actually blew my mind with the amount of people and the support that was there. You know how you expect things to be big, but it didn't really hit you until the event comes. And then when it came, I was like, wow, this is definitely a need. And I'm glad that I was able to implement it and get it going. And we literally did that in 27 days. Wow. That is a brilliant planner right there. (laughs) 27 days. I had an amazing team around me from the interior designer a lighting director. I had uh, one of my homeboys named Cedric McKay. He hung the TVs for me. Had an electrician. Like, Amazing. what you see is a finished product. And although I'm the face of it, I had a lot of help. Going oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of help. So how did you feel, like, just looking out and seeing those people in line? And the, when those doors opened for the first time and people just started flooding in, like, how did you uh, feel? It was an amazing feeling, honestly. It was amazing. Again, in disbelief, like, I did not expect it to go in the manner that it did. And then on the day of the opening to see like just the amount of people to hear the testimonies that people share, mm-hmm. um, just how, man, we need this. This is necessary. You're 20 years too late. <laughs> this, this is- <laughs> I, I even heard people say, what is this? Like now people come, I had people approach me and say, is this a club? I'm like, no, think of it as a man cave inside of the mall where you get the best of both worlds, you get to shop. And then you get the lounge component because most guys are like me. I don't like shopping with her. I don't like walking around the mall. Wow. So I'll create something where guys can kind of get away from their significant others and have a chance to kind of chill and hang out. So that's what really the purpose it's of the stadium is. shady with this one. Okay. <laughs> so, so both and of y'all spaces. Really like, let me just tell you. Okay. The first on the grand opening, they made over $15,000 in what, All four right. hours. Four hours. Wow. Like, and they're already over $25,000. That's wow. like, but that's a community for you, though. Like, that mm-hmm. says a lot about Raleigh, yeah. Durham, like the people yeah. who drove from the outskirts. Like, yeah. it says a lot about the community. It says a lot about who you guys are as well, just for people to come out and support you off the strength of like your name and just mm-hmm. your character. Uh, but that yeah. says a yeah. Oh, the brands do a lot too. And that's one of the benefits of having that type of collaborative business because. <laughs> Like, for instance, I'm wearing Narasha shirt. I love Narasha. Um, I knew her prior to her going into the stadium, but I love her. And I purchased her shirt from there. If you didn't know who she was and you came in and you liked the shirt, you can purchase it. If she's, or if, um, let's say, Phoenix Lee, she has the, the watches. If she's promoting her watches, somebody may come in to purchase a watch, but then they walk past some socks and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy socks from them. And so Mm -hmm. being like, 15 people promoting, but you know, you're kind of reaping the benefits of all of that. So oh yeah, because I bought I bought the sandals and then I bought some glasses and then I bought some um um uh two um two Brace wristbands. And that's kind of what I wanted to do, create a one-stop shop where guys could come and ladies could get everything that you're looking for. 
And I think I probably hit it on the nail. It's a couple things I don't have, but I think you can go there and pretty much get, you know, you can cover it from A to Z. And it's different. Yeah. I think that's what I like. Those great, yeah. like, it's different stuff that you wouldn't really see in the world. That's what's up. That's what I felt like when I um, when I went in there. I was like, again, why not think about this? <laughs> but um, both of your businesses are really big on networking and having a space where those like minds can cohabitate. What was the inspiration of, of making sure that you have a collaborative section in your businesses? Because um, I believe the, the young man that was at the counter was saying that you have a membership with the stadium, whereas that um, um, for whatever the fee is, um, that people can come by, come by and kind of just use the space, lounge, if you will, um, mm -hmm. inside, of the, inside of the stadium. Um, where did that idea come from and how is it going? Um, for me, I kind of wanted to not only give the shopping component and the option to be able to come and lounge, but I wanted to create a safe place where guys could come and be developed holistically. So with that particular membership component, again, you can come, you can take advantage of the pool table, the PS5, the uh, just the, the co-working spaces that we have there. But I also wanted to have sessions where guys come and they, they were able to be empowered, whether it be talking about marriage, credit, life insurance, just being encouraged and surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. I think that that speaks to the community aspect that you spoke of earlier and just to recognize nature, really wanting to just kind of be a blessing to help other people. So I wanted to make sure people saw the stadium is not just a place to shop, but a place where you can actually come and be developed holistically. That's very big for me. What What was the, um, the idea behind um, having that's because I, I was looking at your social media platforms because you also have other businesses that pretty much are going to rent out the space. So how does that work? So that if someone's um, looking for a space that's kind of you're already going to be in the mall and you already have that um, that good location, how can they go about um, actually renting either one of your spaces? They can. Well, um it's areas on our website where they can actually kind of get in contact with us. They can stop by. Um, a lot of people, some people come in and, and they're shopping or they just kind of ran across it. We've had a baby shower in the lounge before. Oh, <laughs> um, and, they come in and they're like, oh, I want to have such and such event here. Let us know. I mean, and it's, we don't charge, you know, it's not $500 an hour. It's, it's very reasonable because, um, we were blessed with this space and we want to make sure that we're blessing to everyone else. So they can just, um, we're very, I mean, honestly, we're very accessible. They can reach out to us um, online, like with, like I said, on the website, or they can send us a message or come see us in person. <laughs> nice. So y'all have like over, you said about 25 businesses. How, how, how many businesses collectively would you say that you guys are? 43. No. Close to about 45. Yeah. She is 27 and I have 18. Okay. Oh, wow. You, you want to shout, shout out any of those businesses off the top of your head? Uh, yes, I'll start. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can remember all of them. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Time, which is Kalisha. She has the Invicta watches. Um, I have... My bracelet. Kelvin Brock. <laughs> he makes the bracelets by hand. Um, bon Vi, the mobile cigar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen their yes. mobile. That's amazing. Uh, Nazir, the oils and the fragrances you see at the counter. Uh, this one, his name is actually Terrence, but his name of the business is Nazir. He does those. Um, 
Noble Companion. Yes, and she's in the lounge and the stadium. She's Terrence, see, Terrence tried to take some of my people from me. <laughs> that means you got good people. Well, we had um, some brands that were doing really well in the lounge. Um, and three of them actually went to the stadium because they have a market where they can kind of, um, it's kind of unisex, I guess. Yeah. So um, Noble Companion, she sells handbags in my store. She has a handbag studio in Durham as well. Mm-hmm. But she said, the shades, the glasses that you got and the passport cover and all of that, that's her brand. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Noble Companion, LaDrea, um, Jolie London, she has the hats and the fedoras. She's phenomenal. She was doing amazing. She was one of our top sellers um, in the lounge for months. Like she's been doing well, you know, consistently. And my love, Whitney um, from Proverbs Culture, she's also in the lounge and in the stadium. And we have um, Chantilly Glam in the lounge, all your jewelry. Yeah, and of course, I have to shout out my babies. We have um, Deuces Playground. My our babies actually have businesses, and so yes. okay, yes. <laughs> so they um, t shirt like kids t shirts and accessories and socks and all that stuff um, for girls and boys. Um, my babies have it with Deuces Playground, and um, I have a boutique. Curves. Okay. Okay. I'm big on creating what I wish existed. Um, being plus size, we have never been able to just go into any store in a mall and find boutique style clothing. They never True. had anything like that. So when I was in Triangle, I used to hate that I couldn't wear a lot of the clothes that I sold in the store. I couldn't fit them. Like no one went over a size large or extra large. So this time I created what I wish existed and I open up curves redefined so i have mom redefined curves redefined at home redefined i'm a real estate agent too okay it's the commas for me right. <laughs> um, so, say, yeah, so we have some amazing brands and we have space for um new ones we do three-month contracts with the one with the brands and um the most expensive space is 500 dollars. so you know yeah, yeah, very um, I had a question about, um, cause you mentioned that both of your kids have businesses. So I wanted to see if you guys, I think you're the first couple that we've had that has young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else I think has had like older kids that are like in their thirties already. So, um, since you all have, you know, small kids and you're training them up to be young entrepreneurs, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the values that just because other people that are listening might also have young kids or want to have kids one day, can you tell us about some of the values that you're teaching them at a young age and like how you want them to be maybe independent and how to believe in themselves and kind of go counter to culture from this mindset of like, you have to go to college, you have to grab this job and then you have to work at this place because what you're supposed to do versus like just learning how to like leap and go out on faith and just like trust God and everything that they do and just to be able to explore their interests without um, any limitations. I think oh. one of the things I, I hope, <laughs> not hope, but I know that we're uh, doing for Taylor and, and Terrence is that we're showing them, as you said, you can go against the culture mm-hmm. and you can, as Rika said, she's big on creating what, what she wish existed, but it's, it's almost like you can carve your own path and everybody's yes. path is different. Yep. Nobody has to go the route of going to college, getting a job, and the days of working 30 years for one company and retiring are long gone now. Um, Listen. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just is. That's the way I was taught, and I always thought with a background in IT that I get that one job, work there my whole mm-hmm. life, hire, uh, you know, get a pension and be good to go. But um, as you can tell, it's not like that. So 
I want to show them that it's okay to do to start your own and just to thrive being an entrepreneur is very possible. Yeah. yeah. And I also um and I want it's, it's kind of twofold. One of them is if your child is expressing interest in something and just know that they're never too young. Like a lot like when Deuce first came to us, I shut it down cuz I thought he just wanted to sell. He he came to me. He said, "Mommy, I want to sell something in a lounge." And all I could think about was, if he does this, then that's more work on me. I'm doing, and I immediately shut it down. So for Chris, so this was a couple of months later. He Christmas time came, and he kept saying, "I want a hundred dollar bill. I want a one hundred dollar bill." So finally, we gave him a hundred dollar bill, and he's like, "Yes, now I can go and buy me some socks and bow ties and sell in the lounge." So we knew he was serious. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's and, like, oh, so, so you, you ain't gonna do it. I, I, right. I'm gonna figure out a way to get Right. And so we you. took the money and we um we actually invested more. And his birthday is February 22nd. So instead of having a birthday party and spending hundreds of dollars on a birthday party, we had him a launch party. And Yay. his friends from school came out, they bought socks. He has the cutest little socks. He has socks in the stadium and the lounge as well, but um, he has the cutest little socks. And I had a kid's line, so I left this part out, but when I um, was obsessed with my baby, like just like the world revolved around him, I started childish. And it was a kid's t-shirt line that had nothing but sayings that I would say to deuce. Like the curls get the girls. He has a little curl. Well, he has braids now. We had, a little curl. We had the curls get the girls and all these things. So I gave him childish. I turned childish into Deuce's playground on Instagram. And when I tell you my, he has a green light card with his little picture with him throwing up socks. He has All a right. and we'll go to Target, <laughs> and he knows. And so now he knows every part of it. When I, when we place an order, it's time to order inventory. He's right here. He's going through. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I like this. We flew him to LA so he can meet his vendors personally. Oh, so we like invested, and I really um. I tell people all the time, like I I pour into so many other people. I would never not pour into my child. So. That's right. I That's would great. strongly encourage me, like, cause he knew he, this boy has made thousands of dollars and he's seven and he has money. And he'll tell people like, I have money. <laughs> I got money. But it I love it. Cause now with what we're working on is just kind of let him be a humble boss. Like understand that you're seven and you're a boss, but you're not about to ball out in Target and you don't have to talk about the people. Well, not really talk about them, but you don't have to, um, like be flashy in front of the ones who may not have a business because this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. You know, and so he, um, but he does every part of his business. He does the inventory. He does, um, if he's in the lounge, like tomorrow, it, Fridays, he doesn't have school. So fr- tomorrow he's going to the lounge or the stadium. And he's going to be right there selling his little socks on both sides. Well, I just want to say, like, continue doing what you're doing. I have a friend who both of her parents are entrepreneurs, just like you are. She grew up in the business, just like your children are being able to do. And she's like, like, she's way ahead of all of us. Like, to just to be honest, she's way ahead of all of us. Um, as far as just like investing in real estate, investing in stocks and bonds, like she's just like way ahead of all of us. And so I think the fact that you're doing this now at seven years old, like that don't, that speaks volumes to where he's going to be uh, and where your daughter's oh going to be as well. And just like, I mean, that's where they already are now, but like when they're 20 something, it's like they already know that the mindset of an entrepreneur and they also know the mindset of just like being able to be, being able to just like 
take their interest and run with it. And so if you have that mindset, you can do anything. You All can right. do anything. So and I, that's and awesome. I love, and I love what you said. Enrique alluded to it, too. There has to be an interest. That's very key. And when there's an interest, the, the poor has to be better than the push or stronger yeah. than the push. Because you want to make sure you're not pushing them to do something. <laughs> you're not pushing them into doing something that they don't really want to do. But if the interest is there, then that's when you make those deposits that they'll they'll grow up never forgetting. And he's crazy. I'm talking, we will pick him up from school. And the teacher will, hi, I heard Terrence had a business. What is this about? And when I tell him, they're like, that's exactly what he said, but I didn't really believe that. that <laughs> my baby knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but he's not he, making it up. He knows, and so that. But it's very important. And I, like I said, for a while, um, and I, I was beating myself up because for like two or three months, my baby was like, "Oh, I want to sell socks on both." Mommy, please let me sell something in lounge. And I'm like, "Deuce, like, what are you gonna sell?" And he knew what he wanted to do, but um, I guess he felt like us giving that, giving him that hundred dollar bill would say, "You're not gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it." I know that's right. <laughs> that hundred dollar bill changed his life. It changed his life, and we let him keep it. He he kept his hundred dollar bill. Um, we just you know we invested in it. We didn't tell him that part. We just kind of added it to his little stash. But <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's really good. And so now he, he's so business minded that when my so my daughter is three. Her name is Taylor. Taylor is three, and we he's like, mommy, it's not fair. It's really not fair. I was like, what's not fair? You have the lounge, and Daddy has the stadium, and I have Deuce's playground. Well, what is Taylor gonna sell? Oh, Taylor hasn't told me that she wanted to sell anything. I'm not going to say, oh, you have to do this. But when she expresses interest, I mean, she's still young. So when she, oh, yeah. she's going to be into fashion, I know. Like, I can choose a little bit. But, but um, <laughs> when we see that, we'll invest in her as well. And I just tell people all the time, you do not, you know, it. They don't have to go to college. I mean, we want them to, but um, mm-hmm. we want them to go to Central. Listen, yes, <laughs> yes. But if they don't, um, because there's so many people, I look at my student loans now, and I just try to, you know, add it up, and it, it's missing something because, you know, I learned things, I built relationships, but um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> loans are a lot, and so we can avoid that. Like, let's yeah. do it. I think you you got him on the right trajectory of possibly avoiding all of that. Yeah. yeah. There's more, there's really more than one way to be successful. Yeah. And so um <clears throat> one other thing I wanted to um, ask you guys um was that both of you mentioned that faith is a big part um of the driving force of everything that you do. How does your faith translate into the message of the lounge and the stadium? Uh, for me, that's a that's an easy answer because I launched a business in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> and most people would think that's crazy. I've I've even heard it. Uh, I've heard people say, you know, do you think that's a good idea starting a business in the middle of a pandemic? Like people aren't going out, are people still going to malls? Online shopping is taking over, so nobody's going to stores. I've heard all of that, and as you said earlier, in only you know literally two weeks, the numbers speak for itself. Um, right. So it took a lot of faith for me to be able to take that jump, especially being laid off from my job. It's like, okay, you go into survivor mode. Like, what am I going to do next? And then any real entrepreneur knows when you jump out there and you launch something, you don't know if it's going to fail. You really don't. There's a possibility of it failing, but you still have to take that risk. 
So for me, I had to truly pray, trust God and say, is this what you want me to do? And he showed me, he gave me the vision. And I said, if you give me the vision, then you'll allow everything to take place that uh, will cause us to be successful. And he's done that so far. Nice. Nice. I, I think um, after that, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, um, faith is a thing that, and of course, wherever you fall on that spectrum of faith, right, um, right. where wherever it's just you may have faith in yourself. Um, I think it's important to really kind of take those moments and just launch out, not be afraid to try, not be afraid to fail. It's just the the trying, because I believe um, if, if, if you're God-fearing, that um, if you do the work, God will bless it. Yeah. And so it's like, he's waiting for you to do the work because he's not, he can't bless nothing, you know? So um, I, I'm really thankful that you guys have really sat down and thought about, okay, what is the need of my community? And it's not already present. And trust me, once we do it, well, what, you'll trust God that once it's done, people will respond. And yep. definitely people have responded to what you guys are doing. Yep. Yep. And I'm so thankful. I told you all how I started the lounge. Um, my first lady, Lady Ashley Manier, she said, you're going to be full of frustration until you decide to be full of faith. And that um, statement has stuck with me from, and it's been two years, and I still strongly believe that I would have still been at my desk frustrated and mad that I did not have a life and that I was missing a lot of a lot of my um, babies growing up. And again, I'm not that mom. I'm very involved. Like we're very family oriented over here. And so I feel like I would have been right there if I just did not have the faith to just truly believe that God um, will bless us with the resources and the connections that we needed to execute our vision. And the same thing for me, I definitely would have still been working, I'll be honest. <laughs> so I like to look at it as saying, uh, the pink slip gave me my purpose. Yeah. Oh, wait. Let me get that. That's quotable. That's quotable. Hold on. Hold on. Put it beside your quote. Let it be right there. <laughs> yes. I got to get that right now. Um, so it was the pink slip pushed me to my purpose. The pink slip gave me my purpose. Gave me. Thank you so much. No um, so one of the questions that I like to ask in <laughs> one of the questions that I like to ask in closing is um what do you and you both can either answer this together as a couple or individually, um, but what do you use to pour into yourself? So as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, as someone's daughter, son, um, as business owners, as friends, as church members, what do you use to pour into yourself to refill your cup at the end of a long week, at the end of a long day? How do you, you know, show up to be the best version? And like you said, uh, with all those different roles that you play, how do you show up to be the best person that you can be? Um, you know, whenever you feel like your cup is, is low, what do you use to refill that? So I am very, I'm different, and I'm working on this because I have always been the type to get my energy from others. I am so passionate about what I do that I'm like, if I'm around my friends and I'm encouraging my friends or I'm, I'm encouraging someone, that is me refilling my cup right so now i realize that i also need to allow time for me to stop and just rest and um my self-care is 
really just like I said, having a get get your life um weekend and I just sit back, I relax. Um, I try not to work. That's so hard for me, but I really try my hardest not to work. <laughs> um, and I'm really trying to even do better with like getting facials and massages and things like that. Yeah. I feel like it's so cliche, but um, to me, I could be sitting at home watching Netflix and a quiet house, and I'm because okay. <laughs> it's not always like that. I'm. You may even hear them upstairs now. We send them upstairs. I do hear them. Gave him a little bribe, like ice cream later. Um, but that's that's just me, and I and I'm trying to do better about um, being able to have self care that doesn't involve other people. So it doesn't have to necessarily be me going to brunch with others. I can sit at home and be fine with being by myself. Amen. Nice. Amen to that. Yes, my brother Terrence. What do you use to refill your cup? For me, it's just surrounding myself with uh, friends. Uh, we haven't been able to do the movies in a while, but I'm a big movie buff. So a lot of times I'll go to the movies by myself, honestly. Um, that, me too. One of my <laughs> other favorite things to do, which is why I have two card tables in the back, is just playing spades. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So that just kind of, I'm very competitive when it comes to that. So I really love enjoying that. Kind of gets you away from thinking about business, family, home. You can just have fun with the guys or ladies. So, um, then I know she mentioned massages and things being cliche, but I do that consistently at least once yeah, a month. Right, I try I to do that. To say, right. Um, yeah, that's right. Get these toes done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's, that's very needed. And I just try to take those mental breaks that she said where I can relax and focus on the things that I need to. Nice. Okay. So if you guys could, this is going to be our very last question. If you could take a moment and just speak a word of encouragement to all the current and future black RDU entrepreneurs that are listening today. Um, my biggest thing would be to know that in business and in life, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I said that earlier, but I strongly, I really want y'all to understand that. You can do anything. You can do anything you put your mind to. You can do anything that God gives you the energy to do, but um, you can't do everything. Know the importance of a team, hire help. Um, I used to try to, for instance, I used to try to do my own graphics. No, I have a graphic designer now because the things that will take me two or three days to complete, it takes her 20 minutes to complete. That's time that I could be doing other things. Hire help. Know that you can't do it all. And um, love on your village because you're going to need them to love on you. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, for me, I would say no idea is crazy. Um, once you have the thought and you transition it to paper, uh, the next step is making sure that you implement it. And once you implement it, then you've already taken three major steps through that short process. Um, so a lot of people have ideas, but they don't implement them and they don't get started. Uh, so just take that risk. Don't be afraid of failure and just just realize that you can do it. It takes time to build it where you need it to be, but it can be done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, clap it up. We want to say thank hey. you to Terrence and Jerika Bunch, the owners of the lounge and the stadium located in Crabtree Valley Mall. So y'all make sure y'all go and visit them. Make sure y'all are supporting them and all the businesses. I believe you said 45 different businesses. Are they black owned or a little mixture of both? They're all, all black owned. 45 all black -owned. different businesses. <laughs> this is like 
the spot to be. Trust me, if you have not visited either one of these spots, you are going to definitely love your experience. I know I have. I'm about to start um, probably give you my money for the uh, membership because I don't know enough people that know <laughs> how to play spades. And um, you said you can play spades. I want to see you at the table. Just saying. Oh, okay. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. I'll be there. <laughs> so, um, lastly, can you tell everybody how they can find you, your social medias, all of that, your websites, all of that? Uh, yes. You can find the stadium on both Facebook and Instagram under the Stadium NC. All right. Your websites? Uh, my website is www.thestadiumnc.com. All right. And the lounge? So I can be found on Instagram as Mom Redefined and The Lounge NC. And then my um, website is theloungenc.com. Nice. All right. So thank you guys. I know y'all have a busy, busy life and a busy day today. Um, we're definitely um, sending prayers to you and your family, your pops. You so I understand um, you're going through right now. And I'm definitely going to make sure that I call out your name in prayer tonight um, because I know how that is. Um, Aisha, you got anything else? No, thank you guys for taking the time to be here. And yes, prayers that your father's okay and recovers quickly. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Right. Thank you guys. Good night. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>